Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our first month of Netta Spotlight, Live Your Potential, where we invite guest experts to speak on, speak on a variety of trending topics that matter to you. I'm Justine Alawalia, your host, and I want to warmly welcome you to our show this evening. Today's guest speaker is Dr. Jason Bahari Lal, founder of Premier Wellness Associates, LLC, a company that spreads the notion of lifestyle enhancement through education, guidance, and emphasizing the humanistic aspects of medicine. Today, he's going to speak to us about a topic which can have tremendous impact on our day-to-day lives, the be ways to stress less and live more. I know everyone's crazy busy these days and appreciate your investing time in joining us this evening. To give you a lay of the land, Dr. Bahari Lal and I will be discussing his insights for about 20 or so minutes. I'd like to give everyone a heads up that after about 20 or so minutes of discussion, you'll have the opportunity to ask Dr. Bahari Lal any questions which the discussion may have sparked in you. So with that said, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bahari Lal. Thank you, Desbina. I appreciate that. It's happy to be here. Well, I understand there was a great deal of interest in what you had to say during your session at the 22nd Annual Medic Conference held in San Francisco last year, and I'm looking forward to learning your insights. I know work-life balance can be a hot topic for young professionals. It would be great if you'd share with us your thoughts regarding how to create true work-life balance. That's a topic that actually we could spend a few hours on, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's something that... <laughs> it's a passion of mine as well, and it's a work in progress. It's very customized for each person. In my, with my clientele, and they range in ages from you know, the young professionals all the way up to the older folks too, um, my, my main three steps, and there are many, many iterations of these and versions as well, but the main three of them uh, begins with setting up and goals, establishing goals. There are four primary parameters that I tend to address um, in terms of a person. Uh, and both in my own life and my clients' lives, is mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally goal-based enhancement. And when we look at those, those aspects, each one of them plays a role in our balance, in our, in our lack of balance when we're not balanced, and in our balance when it finally comes to be. It's, it's a very dynamic process. Balance is not a static state. 
So we look at each day and we try to, to focus on doing at least one thing, working towards, if not each of the goals, at least one of the goals. That's the first step. Um, the okay. second step primarily revolves around, if you, if you notice, most of the civilizations that we call great, most of the wonders of the world, revolve around a community. A community is based on okay. relationships. If we don't nurture our relationships, a house divided against itself cannot stand. Therefore, we look back at our relationships and we have to get back to uh, our own social relationships. That's, that's part of what we look at with the work-life balance. Part of the frustration is, well, you know, I didn't get a chance to spend enough time with my loved ones, my friends, my family, my parents, mm-hmm. my whoever, my kids. And so when we look at that, one of the things that I find helps busy professionals, we make appointments for everything from our medical visits to our dental visits to our pedicures to our, our clients. But why not for sure. ourselves? So when we look at all, most of us have smartphones. Most of us have some kind of calendar ability. So I, I talk mm-hmm. about making social appointments, whether it's with your child, whether it's with your gym date, whether it's with your date night. You say, okay, I'm making an appointment with this person because this person or this group of people or this task is just as important, if not more so, to make me more productive in my other parts of my life. So that's primarily the second step for me is, is a social appointment calendar. You know, which can be the same as your work calendar. It can be the same as your normal calendar where you're making appointments. But it's very important to nurture those relationships. They've actually shown in studies that relationships in terms of social interaction prevent dementia, the incidence of dementia. They save the onset, wow. uh, save off the onset of dementia. They, they lead to lower cortisol levels, less stress in people's lives, and therefore all the stress-based diseases tend to go down as well. So that's, that's a, very, a very heavy one, even though it's kind of a, a short one in terms of, uh, of, of sentence itself. The third one is what my practice really, really thrives on, and that is what I call dynamic lifestyle enhancement. It's a very big one, but what we start with are two primary, well, three primary uh, uh, settings. The first of which begins with, again, we talk about our goals. Now we go to our diet, our exercise, and our stress mitigation. Stress mitigation refers to just our ways that we cope with stress. How do we connect with the aspects in our lives that cause us stress and how do we come back from that? You know, some of us reach for unhealthy foods, unhealthy behaviors, um, and some of us reach for nothing at all, which creates an emptiness. So the stress mitigation becomes very, very important. And then diet, in terms of nutrition, you know, that's our fuel for our body. And if we're not fueled properly, we can't hope to exercise. We can't hope to even be productive at work, which is what the core of a lot of people's um, existence, unfortunately, in, in nowadays society tends to be. And then on top of that, we increase what I call unstructured physical activity, meaning there is the, the gym aspect, which is where you go and you're doing an exercise program and you're doing, you know, different mm-hmm. workouts for different muscle groups. But the unstructured stuff is actually the most important when you're talking about functional ability, when you're talking about parking farther away at the grocery store, because now all of us, you know, get the handicap spot, you know, right next to the entrance. Um, you know, taking the stairs instead of the escalator or the elevator. Just little small yeah. things like that. It's kind of like money in the bank account. So you end up, your body ends up getting used to moving and getting away with, from what we call the sitting disease. And the sitting disease is what refers to basically your body gets used to whatever you teach it how to do. So when we're sitting in a cubicle all day or what I call we fly a mm-hmm. desk for a living, you know, our body gets used to it. Our muscles kind of, they atrophy, they get weaker, our bones get less dense, our tendons kind of get a little bit more lax, and the blood flow kind of goes down except through the brain and the vital organs. So when you finally do go out to exercise, 
the stiffness comes in, the injuries are more prone, um, everything's not warmed up properly unless you really make an effort of warming up. And they've actually shown as well in studies that that one hour, two hour workout in the evening or for the weekend warriors, the people who are attacking the gym relentlessly on the weekends alone mm-hmm. is not enough cardiovascular exercise and not consistent enough to cause significant enough gains and prevent injury. So it's really important. Those are the three ones. So to summarize, set up and establish goals is the first one and work toward those goals each day. The second one is the social appointments and nurture relationships. And the third one is, is try to enhance your lifestyle in terms of your fuel for your body, your, uh, your unstructured physical activity, and the way you cope with stress. And you can use all those three interchangeably in the third one. Sure, that's very comprehensive. And speaking of, you know, fueling your body, I understand that you have insights into how your sweet tooth can actually reveal your needs. And um, like you said, these are all, um, you know, interrelated. So tell, tell us about that. How, how is it that your sweet tooth actually reveals your needs? And, um, and actually, let me also, and I'm sorry, Dr. Pahila, let, let me say, yeah, but if anyone has any, if anyone's in the car or has any static on the line, that um, I should actually be muted. So I'm not sure, but go ahead. I'm actually not sure how we're having that. So I apologize for that. I'm just, let me just make sure everyone is muted here. Yeah, it's just you and I. So um, go ahead. I'm not quite sure why we have okay. static on the line. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, well, a lot of folks, including a lot of clients of mine and even family members, I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> have a problem with sweet tooth, you know, with the sweet craving. Yeah. Oh, man, I need some sugar. And it's, it's the what they call the five-hour energy feeling, that lack of energy during the day, around the mid-afternoon usually. Um, and what it entails is your body knows what it wants. So sugar is the most readily available source of energy for your body. Um, we used to be a hunter-gatherer type society, whether we're hunters or gatherers. There was work involved to get protein, to get, to get nutrition. And the way you had to do that was via a short burst energy to, to fuel your body to go and either plow a field, to harvest some grain, to you know, plant some things, or to even hunt something down, which requires a lot of energy. So the best way to do that is sugar. What your body is doing is it's telling you to initiate a process, not just an action. So what your body's telling you, it needs protein to repair tissues. Protein does a lot of things in the body. It comprises your enzymes, which is all your chemical reactions in your body. It signals pathways, so all your hormones work based on protein receptors, your energy level, your skin, your hair, your nails. All the stuff that we, we look at the beauty products to ha- try to fix revolves around protein and healthy fats. The way to get protein and healthy fats, again, was by hunting and gathering. But the first step Mm -hmm. was to acquire some form of fast sugar. And so we look at that and we say, well, okay, I'm going to get some sugar. I need some sugar. Your body's telling you, okay, get some fuel, get some gas for the car so you can run the race, meaning that put some gas in the tank. We're going to go and get some fuel. We forget the Mm -hmm. second step. So when, when your body has just the sugar alone, it assumes you didn't make the hunt meaning you didn't get the, the, the second protein. So it stores it as fat. The triglycerides go up, and your body doesn't know what to do with it. It's not going to waste it. So it ends up in the bank account, which is everywhere you don't want it to be. The love handles <laughs> and, you know, the wings and the triceps for the ladies, you know, the double chin, et cetera, parts we don't want to talk about. Um, so that's, that's basically your body's telling you it really needs protein and nourishment. And most people 
nowadays who have that sweet tooth, most of them that I found in my, in my practice especially, is yeah. it represents a, a, a what they call subclinical protein deficiency. You're not starving like a refugee, but what you're doing is you're barely subsisting. So these people find that they don't have as much energy as they should. They're constantly craving sweets. They get sick more often. Their hair or skin or nails, they're getting wrinkles or they're not, they're not uh, having the sick full hair and they're going towards all these wonderful, <laughs> you know, these wonderful hot oil treatments and those kind of things from the salons. And um, that's all well and good too. But the fundamentals are if your body doesn't have enough of the, of the reserves, then you're not going to be able to, to sustain those things. So the hot oil, that's going to be a Band-Aid for something that's a, a deeper underlying need there. And it's, All right. Well, speaking of um, love handles and all that, I want to bring these visuals to everyone. But speaking of that, and, you know, weight loss is one of the most common New Year's resolutions. Um, it seems like, you know, there's a new diet strategy which keeps popping up almost, almost every day. And I understand you have insights to share with us as to why the latest diet craze may pose more harm than good. Uh, Dr. Bahari, please tell us about that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm glad we brought that up, and I was very excited when, I, when, I, when we came up with the topics because a lot of folks reach towards, you know, it's, it's a damage control mode. Nobody's born overweight. Nobody's born 200 pounds or, or more. Nobody's born, you know, not seeing their toes in the past five years. So they go, oh, my God, i got to go for this or that. And most of the time, most of these diets are fads. Most of them are phases. Most of them involve, you know, starvation of some sort. That's actually counterproductive. Starvation is a state that induces your body to save more. I analogize it for my clients in terms of if I were to give you a lump sum of money and say, here's your salary for the year all at once right now you probably wouldn't want to buy luxuries with it. You probably wouldn't want to budget too much with that lump sum until you knew you could buy all the things that you needed to buy. And by the time you go and buy everything you need, you've already stored the rest in the bank account. So again, getting back to the bank account, where we don't want to talk about those, those areas, um, yeah. you know, if you give yourself on the converse a constant paycheck of, of X amount, leading to the same amount of lump sum per year, it's easily budgeted to buy the luxuries that you need or you want. And the luxuries for the body are, like I said, the hair, skin, nails, etc. Now getting back to the diet, if you look at, at most of these starvation diets, most of these fad diets, um, you know, whether you're talking about you know, the clam chowder diet, the, it is calories in, calories out. So you take in less calories and yes, you will lose the weight eventually. But what are we losing? We're losing muscle, we're losing bone density, we're losing protein, we're losing the healthy fats. We're also losing the fat we don't want, but when you're done, you end up usually going back to a state worse off than you were before. And the yo-yo dieting results in hormonal changes that, re- that result in an, a resistance for your body to actually burn that fat off eventually. Because your body says, well, I don't know where the next meal is going to come from, so I've got to make sure I really am stingy about maintaining my stores and make it really hard for me to burn those stores up because I don't know where it's coming from. I can't afford to starve. Uh, that's part of how we, we sabotage. The other way is via cortisol, which is one of the hormonal changes I was talking about, but there are a few. One mm-hmm. of the main ones is cortisol. You're putting your body into a stressful state. So it's, you know, any change in the body when done too drastically can be stressful and usually is stressful and induces some cortisol. And some cortisol is good. Cortisol is not your enemy. The enemy is the 
super physiologic levels of cortisol. And when we're, when we're starving too much and when we're making changes the body's not used to, it's resistant. It's like the Newton's law. So that's, that's kind of the problem because cortisol increases your glucose level. It increases your blood pressure. It increases the body's tendency towards retaining salt. And for the women folk especially, you guys know what retaining salt and water means. And um, it's, just, it's a vicious cycle. And the more, gain, more weight gain you, you notice, the more you want to diet. And then the diets fail. And then psychologically, you go, well, you know what? Forget this diet mess. I tried everything. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to go for either liposuction or bariatric surgery or something like that, one of the quick fixes. Um, I'm going to get Dr. B to go laser it off, you know. And <laughs> it's, um, those things are Band-Aids, like you said. And Band-Aids over a very large abscess that can easily be drained by nice, slow changes that are very regulated. So for my clients, I tell them, I say, look, we're going to walk through this. We're going to increase your protein levels so you're not starving. And I did say increase, which people go, wait a minute, I'm not trying to gain weight. I know that. But we're going to fill mm-hmm. those fuel tanks full of quality fuel as opposed to filler. You know, instead of fiberglass, we're going to actually use some, <laughs> some real good stuff here. And once sure. your body realizes it has enough energy, the sweet tooth starts to go down and your cortisol level starts to go up, your energy level starts to go up, and then we can phase into healthy exercise. That's the way to do a, a quote, diet, if you want to think of it that way. Diets, per se, um, are only as good as their sustainability, and starving is not sustainable. Sure. Okay. So it's, you know, a whole lifestyle. It's, uh, not a, it's like the, a lifestyle is sustainable, not a kind of a one-shot diet to do it and then go back to what you were doing before. All right. Exactly. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Dr. Bahari Lal. They've been very interesting and, and life-enhancing. So any last thoughts or message, uh, any message you'd like to share with our listeners before we jump into the Q&A? Well, I'm, um, you know, I'm developing a newsletter uh, in the next few months, most likely by May or so. They'll be coming out, and uh, so any and we'll, we'll at the end of the show. I want to mention this as well. I do have an email address that if anyone's interested, they can feel free to send me an email. I'm also on Facebook. My email address is wellness w e l l n is in November e s s by Dr B. That's B E E at gmail dot com. I'm also reachable by phone at two two five three six six w e l l, and I'm also on Facebook. Wonderful. Okay, so a lot of different uh, ways to connect with you. Um, so if anyone, you know, we're gonna we're gonna launch into the Q and A. But if anyone has any questions outstanding that we don't get to address tonight, you know, a uh, lot of lot of ways to connect with Dr. Bahari Law. So what we're gonna do um, right now is we're gonna you know we're gonna open it up for the Q and A. So what I'm gonna be doing is letting everyone know if you have a question. Please press one, and I'm going to go ahead and unmute you, and I'll, you can then ask your question directly to uh, Dr. Bahari Lal. So we have questions right here. We're going to start with area code um, 732, and let me just unmute it. And one second here. And um, area code seven, uh, three, I'm sorry, area code 732, you're on the air. Go ahead and ask your question, please. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you on the air. And uh, Dr. Bahari Law is looking forward to your uh, to hearing your question. 
And uh, go ahead. Hi. I actually wanted to get your opinion on those products they sell that say, like, that are going to reduce your stress, like aromatherapy, essential oils, or, like, those, like, bath products that are, like, stress-relieving. What is your opinion on those? Do those really help you relieve your stress? Or I was curious. I'm glad you asked. You know, a lot of folks do use aromatherapy. There are some, in terms of Ayurvedic medicine, yes. In terms of allopathic or Western medicine, there's, there are a few studies here and there that show that aromatherapy helps. For my guys out there, they did have a study that showed that it decreased your testosterone level. So that's not exactly a, a desired effect for the men. Uh, for a lot of women, yes, they do report that it relieves your stress. The only thing is that it, it doesn't do it on a long-term basis that we're finding. So it, it'll acutely decrease your stress, yes. But in terms of, of mechanisms by, of coping, I think it needs to accompany additional modalities such as whether you're talking about activity levels or social interactions, those kind of things. It's, it's a part of a, of a constellation of things we should be using. Okay, so you do recommend it? I do recommend it. Um, you have to also watch what kind of products there are because there are a lot of, of these uh, hydrocarbons that can cause uh, whether brain damage or certain kinds of, of uh, propellants that cause euphoria and that kind of thing. So you have to watch how much you use and you have to watch what product it is, how pure it is, and what's actually in it. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for the question. And um, feel free to give your name if you would like to. I know uh, Dr. Parilal had mentioned about community. So, um, so let's take our next caller. And this is going to be from... Um, I say, okay, um, area code 216, and then a prefix to that is 744. And um, hi, Colin, you're unmuted. Um, so please, you're on the air. Go ahead and ask your question. Feel free to give your name if you'd like as well. Hi, Dr. Jason. I needed some single parent tips to help me de-stress. I got two teenagers, so I need some help. Oh, boy, don't we all? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. You know, single parents, it, I'm a single parent myself. It is, a, it is a, a very unique and very emerging and very growing population. And you're, you're right. We all do need help. I think part of that is a community. Part of that is, is having fellow single parents that you can rely upon. And the other thing is a lot of parents, whether single or not, are looking at, at, at our children as, oh, well, you know, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to do active, active stuff. Our kids, especially the teenagers, are hard to be active and to be learning and to be constantly doing new things. So don't be afraid to explore taking classes with your teenagers, um, you know, in terms of whether, whether martial arts or whether, um, you know, you can do things to reconnect that, that community because in the teenage years, you know, psychologically they're trying to break away, they're trying to become more independent, they're in pre-adulthood so they want to establish themselves. So it's a, it's a matter of reconnecting with yourself and with them. It's redefining, you know, being a parent altogether. And so doing as many active things as you possibly can do and, and letting them see you do it and letting them join you in it, I think, is the key. Wonderful. Well, let's get um, – thank you so much for your question. And we have another question from Harry Code 301. 
Um, so three zero one five seven five, you're on the air. Please go ahead. Okay, I think uh let's see, it looks like um we lost um with uh Erico three zero one five seven five, you're on the air if you would like to ask your question. Okay. Please look after mom. That's what I went wrong. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, this is Michelle. I'm calling in from Arlington. I actually have two questions, if that's okay. Um, sure. My first, my first question is, what are your thoughts on gluten? Because I know that, you know, a lot of people say the wheat, especially, is not the same kind of wheat that we've been eating since, like, the 1900s, and especially in America, because the way that they uh, cook the bread is not fermented enough. So I have a question about what are your thoughts on gluten? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, some background noise. I'm having a hard time hearing. Your question's about gluten, correct? Yeah, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on gluten. I, I agree with what you said in terms of, because I, I, I mentioned at the, the NetIP conference about this as well. You're right. The processes that, that we process all of our grains with uh, yeah. tend not to be the same ones that they used to be. And you never know what's yeah. in things. And, um, you know, for some people, gluten-free diets work awesomely. And some people, they have no effect whatsoever. There are a lot of, there are a lot of studies that, that, you know, that show both ways in terms of benefit yeah. and no benefit. My my general feeling about uh, whether you're talking about gluten-free or lactose-free or any of those those kinds of of, uh, of things, if it works for you, then that's awesome. And the reason I'm, I'm I'm being a little bit vague is because each person's different, and there's no one diet that works for for all people. So okay. I could put one person on a gluten-free diet, and they would have an awesome result. They would they would never feel better in their life, and they would have the best absorption. A lot of people have had good, good results with gluten. Yeah. Other folks never really notice anything, you know. So um, okay. my, my thing is try it if you'd like, and if it works for you, then stick with it. Um, that goes for, for even lactose-free because a lot of folks, about 80% of, of people of color are lactose intolerant. So yep, a lot of times people have, exactly, and people, you know, you look at people out there who, you know, are having IBS symptoms and they're being diagnosed with everything in, in, in the GI spectrum in the textbook. And you take them off lactose and they, they're, they're fine, you know. And the yeah. same thing happens with gluten. The same thing happens with certain kinds of wheat germs. The same thing happens with certain kinds of, of all kinds of substances. It's just a matter of your body and what your body will prefer. Okay, great. Um, I have another question, if that's okay. Sure. Sure, go ahead. So... Um, you know, there are a lot of these substitute sweeteners on the market, like stevia and all of these others, and I've just started using coconut palm sugar, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to know, like, if you have any thoughts on that, like, is it a good substitute for sugar? Um, there are a lot of different substitutes. A lot of the substitutes that you're seeing now, <coughs> excuse me, that are non-sugar substitutes, 
by yeah. sucralose or you know the, the some of the, the uh, stevia formulations. Which be careful because if you don't read your labels, a lot of them do still have sucralose in them. Um, yeah. They tend to kill normal flora. I'm not saying the coconut palm one. I'm talking about the artificial ones completely. Yeah. They tend to kill your normal flora, so they'll upset your your GI in terms of that in ways that you may not notice altogether right away. And okay. they've done some some studies on on the normal flora of your of your GI tract and how it it plays a role in everything from your immunity to your your overall homeostasis, your overall well-being. So I, I'd be careful with the artificial sweetness. The other thing about them is that they tend to, to uh, cause the same amount of, of insulin secretion as the normal sugar does. And what that's doing is now it has nothing to act on. That your, your insulin level increases and your body becomes insulin, more insulin resistant than it would have been otherwise. You start gaining more weight even despite the fact that you're on artificial sweeteners. Um, so that's one thing. With the, with the individual sugar substitutes, I tend to go with the more natural ones. So if there's something that's, that's coconut-derived, fine. If something that's like agave nectar is fine. Uh, anything in moderation when you look at sweeteners, um, uh-huh. in, anything in moderation that's natural in terms of having sugar, and I, I'm probably the only doctor who will advocate having sugar but as less processed as possible and, and as, in as, as small amounts as possible. If you do have to have some sugar, I advise having either amino acids or protein with it. And there are okay. some studies that are showing okay. that chromium and cinnamon can also benefit in terms of, of lessening that, that effect that sugar has on insulin secretion and insulin resistance that, re, that results from that. Oh, that's interesting. Great. Thank you. Good information. No problem. Wonderful. Thank you. And we have the... We have another question from um, area code 347, uh, prefix 387. I'm going to unmute you, just give me a sec here, and are you on the air, area code 347? Yes, um, hi, this is Upasna, and um, I have a question. Uh, What are the signs of too much stress? The signs of too much stress, they can range from every single body system. So let's go through a couple of them, okay? Um, from a neurological perspective, meaning brain and nerves, you can have everything from headaches to blurred vision to ringing in your ears. You can just feel that stress. You can feel angry. You can feel irritable. Um, from a, a cardiovascular or a heart and blood vessel standpoint, some people report having um, tingling or, or coldness, vasospasm, what they call it, meaning your vessels just go into spasm and they, they stop flowing as well. Um, and your heart rate increases. Your cortisol level will increase. So hormonally, some people report um, everything from GI upset, you know, which can be mitigated by cortisol, as well as just by the GI tract itself. So nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Some people have constipation variants. So irritable bowel syndrome is one of the common ones. From a musculoskeletal standpoint, meaning your muscles, bones, tendons, increased joint pain, decreased tolerance for pain in general. So you you might you know you might bump your knee or something, and it feels like you just took a hammer to it, even though you just lightly bumped it. Um, and uh, muscle soreness, muscle weakness, you can actually have a decrease in what they call your activity tolerance. So you're much more winded with minimal exertion, meaning you used to be able to run a mile or two miles, and now after a quarter of a mile, you're you feel like you've already done four. Um, so it's very, very wide-ranging. It really is. And it, it depends from person to person on, on how your body is with stress. Did I answer your question? What, what's, what's, um, 
if I could ask you a question, what are you feeling? Hold on one second. Okay. Go ahead. You're back on the air. Uh, uh, when I used to have tussles with my colleagues, mm-hmm. um, first thing used to happen is uh, it used to increase my blood pressure. Okay. Um, and the second thing, you know, I used to be, I used to get really angry because of um, stress that was created, you know, impromptu. I did not mm-hmm. expect something, and something went wrong, and I got really mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so to cure this problem, what I did was I, you know, I stopped getting mad. And um, I completely took off myself from that situation. I no longer work with that person. But mm-hmm. I could do that. You know, I had the courage to move out. Um, what can someone do when they don't have a courage to move out? You know, like situations where you have families, you cannot leave your husband, you can't leave your daughter. So the first thing a person should do when they are stressed would be what? Well, that's a good question. It depends on the situation. The the mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very delicate to... I'm going to disclaim the whole thing by saying, first of all, if if there are interpersonal issues, those should be dealt with either via each other, and if that doesn't work, seek a third party who's objective, who doesn't have ties to one or the other, who can give you an opinion and give you both some counseling. Usually a professional does the best doing this. Um, That's probably the best best way to go. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't advise drugs or or medications if there there are Mm -hmm. issues that can be solved via other means. The other thing is, you know, to you did an admirable thing, a great thing by removing yourself from the situation. Even if you can't do it totally permanently, do it temporarily. Just say, mm-hmm. I, I need a minute. Take a break until both of you guys have, or whoever is involved, has cooled down mm-hmm. and discuss the matter in a very pedantic, very productive mm-hmm. fashion. And mm-hmm. then find other outlets through which you can work off the anger. Mm-hmm. Because not getting angry is one thing, but it's a slippery slope because you have to be careful between not getting angry and just repressing the anger because that's even more dangerous. Yes, yes. Did I make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you did. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your question. And want to let everyone know that um, in case you join us late or, would you like to, or if you'd like to share this show with people in your life, um, today's show will be archived and available on the NETIS website. And appreciate everyone hanging out with us. Make sure to join us for next month's show. And I hope to see everyone at over the Labor Day weekend at this year's Netic Conference in Atlanta with the theme Resurgence, Rising to New Heights. Thank you so much, Dr. Bihari Law, for joining us. Thank you, Jasmine. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Well, have a great night, everyone. Take care.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.